Hey, what's up, guys? It's Tim. Um, I wanted to talk about narcissism and, and specifically narcissistic personality disorder. Um, when I first started this podcast, I was thinking to myself, what should I call it? And I didn't know like how my personality matched with what I was trying to come across, what I was trying to get across. And I remember watching a video and listening to um, another podcast that they were talking about narcissism. And they were talking about how we all have some form of narcissism. We're on a scale of narcissism. So it's not necessarily like you're narcissistic or you're not narcissistic. It's more like you have, everybody has traits of narcissism. It's just a matter of how far along the continuum or spectrum of narcissism they say that we are on. I believe that that's true because um, most of the time, if you think about any type of anger or pain or sadness or depression or anything that goes against um, positive feelings inside of us, it's usually because of something that happened to us. And it could be the smallest thing like, you know, you, you ran out of gas or you stubbed your toe or, you know, you forgot to set your alarm and you woke up late for practice or whatever it is. Or it could be something like, you know, a person says something to you or this person didn't do what they asked you to do or you did something for somebody and they didn't return a favor. I hear a lot of that, especially um, from people who consider themselves nice people. They say they always give, 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 but they never receive or they feel like they've been taken advantage of. And a lot of times you can't really let somebody take advantage of you. You know what I'm saying? Usually when you feel like you've been taken advantage of, it's because you feel like you've done something that deserves some type of return on investment. So if I take you to the store and you don't give me gas money, I could say to you, I could say to myself, you know what? She took advantage of me because I always take her to the store, but she never offered me gas money. You know, this person's just taking advantage of my kindness. But you have to ask yourself, what would I do if I said, hey, I'll take you to the store if you give me gas money? So that way, your kindness isn't mistaken and you won't feel like you're being taken advantage of because you're actually, you're being true to what you really want to say to somebody, you know? And I think a lot of times in relationships, we do the same thing. We say, I was just too nice. I'm just too nice of a person. And it's like, how do you figure that you're too nice? And usually it goes back to when a person says, I was being too nice because I was doing all this stuff for that person and that person never returned the favor. And that can be something that you can think about because you feel like that since you just go out of your way to do it without thinking about it, then the other person should do the same thing or at least appreciate you. But in life, nobody owes you anything. Nobody owes you nothing. You can't, you can't justify feeling like you're being taken advantage of by the fact that the person didn't actually give you anything. Because you've been given all the time, but this person not giving anything. Now, in a relationship, you can make those needs be known by saying to somebody, hey, I'm a giver, but I'm also, I like to receive. You know, so if I do something nice for you, I expect you to do something nice for me in return, or at least say thank you, or show me some type of appreciation. And we don't actually 
come into a relationship saying that, whether it's romantic or with our kids or with other people, we don't go into it saying, you know what, I'm a nice person, but I'm also a person who counts my deeds. So if I feel like I'm doing something for you and you're not returning the favor, I'm going to count that against you and it's going to determine how much respect I have for you and it's going to determine the course of our relationship. Now, if you can imagine saying that to somebody, then that takes the power away from you. It takes the power of judgment away from you. And it takes the power, it actually gives that other person the role and the responsibility of returning the favor. And then you can say to yourself at the end of it, be like, listen, I told you this is who I am. In this relationship, I'm a giver, but I'm also receiving. And I can count how many times on my that I've given to you that you have not returned the favor. And that's a part of relationships that we don't want to admit because it sounds petty and it sounds ridiculous when you say, I went to the store for you three days ago, but I, I needed a babysitter and you didn't call or ask me to babysit or you said you couldn't babysit. You know what I mean? I gave you gas money yesterday, but yet you didn't pay me back for it yet. Or you didn't give me gas money. I went to the store for you or I cooked for you, but you haven't cooked for me yet. You know, and then those things can be like started off. If you feel that way in the beginning, you should bring those to your to the to attention of the person up, up front. Because we all know by now what it is that makes us angry, makes it makes us upset. So whenever I think about whatever somebody says that that person's a narcissist, they think about themselves only. You almost got to look at yourself in the mirror and say, okay, how much of a narcissist am I? And I looked myself in the mirror and I realized all my L's, all my problems have come from the theory of me. Now, I don't know if you know about the theory of me, but the theory of me is basically saying I'm the most important person in this relationship right now. So whatever's going on, it's about me and my feelings and what I want out of the situation. Whenever we're unhappy, it's because we want something out of a situation. And it could be anything. You can be you can be unhappy because you're not getting the pay you want for your job. You can be unhappy because your girlfriend or your boyfriend isn't paying attention to you the right way. You can be unhappy because your kids aren't listening to you or they're not doing their chores. But it all comes back to me, my feelings, how I feel about a situation. And if you think about that as a, um, on the scale of narcissism, it is all about me. And that's what the narcissist says to themselves. It's all about me and everybody who is in my life. They got to take care of me in a certain way for me to be happy. Nobody in their right mind is actually a zero on a narcissist scale. There's no such thing as a person who does not think of themselves at some point in their life. Now, you can think about yourself all the time, most of the time, some of the time, a little bit of the time, you know what I'm saying? But there are moments in your life that you ask yourself, what about me? What am I getting out of this? And I think that's a part of narcissism that we don't really, we're not aware of because we're always thinking about narcissism as like this, this grandiose thing, this huge personality disorder, and 
not knowing that if you call a person a narcissist, that's not necessarily the worst thing in the world because sometimes you have behaved as a narcissist. And I personally behave as a narcissist, and that's something that I've learned about myself. Now I'm going to go through the narcissistic personality disorder, and this is what they say. Psychology Today um, describes these symptoms of narcissistic personality disorder, which is like the high end of the narcissistic spectrum. So it says the hallmarks of NPD are grandiosity, a lack of empathy for other people, and the need for admiration. Now, I know I need to be admired. So right off the rip, I'm telling you right now, I do like to be admired. And who doesn't like to be admired, right? Now, the grandiosity, you know, you might think that you're the best at something, you know. You might think that you're the, the hottest MC or the best basketball player or you might think you're, you know, you're the best worker or you're the best girlfriend or you're the best boyfriend. And those are also symptoms. Or a lack of empathy, meaning you don't give a damn about what the other person's feeling. It's all about me. So at any point in your life you've thought about yourself in this way, you can tell somebody, yeah, I've had episodes of narcissism. Now it goes on to describe, um, it says people with this condition are frequently described as errant, arrogant, self-centered, manipulative, and demanding. They may also concentrate on grandiose fantasies like success, beauty, and brilliance, and may be convinced that they deserve special treatment. Like, who doesn't think they deserve special treatment? It's like, seriously, come on. These characteristics typically begin in early adulthood and may be consistently evident in multiple contexts, such as at work or in relationships. Now, we all feel like we deserve special treatment, especially in relationships, especially from our significant others. We all have that in our side of ours. This is why we belong. This is why we go to relationships so we can feel special, so we can be admired and so we can get treated differently from our spouses than we do from the general population, which is what makes us feel better about ourselves. So, it also says people with narcissistic personality disorder believe that they are superior or special and often try to associate with other people they believe are unique or gifted in some way. So they always come back to like, you know, they'll say like the eagles flock together and the pigeons stay down below. I hear a lot of that, you know what I'm saying? Like people who, who hang out with people who are higher up in the stratosphere, you know what I'm saying? Like you, 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 you see it all the time when people say they, they're not going to hang out with the low or the, the, the people who aren't on their level. You ain't on my level. You can't you can't hang with me because you ain't on my level. You know what I'm saying? And um, it says people with MPD, um, they seek excessive admiration and attention in order to get to know, in order to know that others think highly of them. Individuals with narcissistic personality disorder have difficulty tolerating criticism or defeat and may be left feeling humiliated or empty when they experience an injury in the form of criticism or rejection. Now, I know for a fact, me personally, I have a hard time dealing with criticism. I have an extremely hard time dealing with criticism and in rejection especially. And, you know, my field of work has come with a lot of criticism and a lot of rejection in so many ways. And 
you know, when you when I go through those, I feel I feel like crap. I said the other day, I feel like a loser, you know, and um, that's something I can't like. I can't pretend like that's not true. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of times we have these feelings and these and these injuries that that goes along with criticism or rejection, and we just feel like, well, you shouldn't be there to hurt. Like, don't say anything that's going to hurt my feelings, or don't criticize me. You don't have the right to say anything negatively about me. You know what I'm saying? Like last time, next time you get into an argument with somebody, think about why you're arguing with them. And if it's because they criticize you or because they did something that you felt rejected from. Think about like the theory of me and why it's important to understand that it's not abnormal to have narcissistic traits. It's just some people go too far with it and they end up doing stuff that's going to cause harm to other people. So they go related um, disorders are personality disorders are um, antisocial, borderline, histrionic, and paranoid. So those are like related to narcissism. So other symptoms are they exaggerate their own importance. They're preoccupied with fantasies of success, power, beauty, intelligence, or an ideal romance. Come on. Believes that he or she is special and can be understood by other special people or institutions, right? Requires constant attention and admiration from others. Whenever you're waiting for your boo to text you back and it's 20 minutes later and you're like, what the, what the hell are you doing? Where you at? I texted you 20 minutes ago. Why you didn't call me back? Why you didn't text me back? You know, has unreasonable expectations of favorable treatment, takes advantage of others to reach his or her own goals, disregards the feelings of others. They lack empathy. Sometimes they get envious or believes that other people are jealous of them. What? Believes other people are envious of him or her. And they show arrogant behaviors and attitudes. So those are signs of narcissism. Now, like I said before, I know that I'm on this on the spectrum of narcissism. Like they do the spectrum of um, what do you call it? Al- not Alzheimer's, but um, autism. We should do a spectrum of narcissism and put ourselves on that on that spectrum, and then and then try to determine our lives based on how narcissistic we really are. You know, of course, there are there are no known, well-known causes of narcissism, but I have an idea about what causes narcissism. In my opinion, what I can tell you from what I've learned about my own particular narcissism, being a baby or child and getting praise from others made me feel good, great, warm, fuzzy, confident about myself. The praise from others have caused me, as a child, caused me to feel better about myself because of the praise. Like, I didn't know, I wasn't like, I didn't think about myself in any other way before I received praise and admiration. But after feeling that praise and admiration, I, there was, I think those chemicals in my body started to, started to connect, you know? You know me. I was been. I was a four year old knowing how to multiply twelve times twelve, and I was called professor as a child. You know, those are like 
and that stuck with me. I can I remember like it was yesterday. And people was like pull me out to the side like Tim, what's twelve times twelve? And I back one hundred and forty five. That Chicago accident coming through. And mean meanwhile, I was feeling good about myself at four years old. I know how to feel when people were admiring me. And I think that's what like started the whole narcissism trail for me personally. You know, you're so smart. You know, remember people telling me that I'm so smart, right? Especially in the black community. To be smart in the black community is is a gift and a curse, of course, because you can be smart and, you know, go to different programs or different schools. But you can also be smart. And then in my case, I was smart. I was book smart, but I have any street smarts. <laughs> So that was like my thing growing up. Like I always had book smarts, but I didn't have any street smarts. And I don't know. I want to talk about those tags that you give you, that you get in your lives at a different point. But that was one of the things that that stuck with me as well. So for me personally, I realized as a child that the praise felt good, and. That started my my path of looking for praise, you know, and dating created another form of narcissism because when you get the girl that you want, you feel good. I'm talking about in the beginning. In the beginning, you're like, well, she's fine. She's hot. I'm going to get that. And if you get it, you're like, yeah, boy, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? You feel good about yourself. You're happy. You're floating around. You're bouncing around. You're skipping. You're singing songs. You're thinking you're in love. You know what I'm saying? Imagine if you went after the girl who you, and you didn't get her. In my opinion, in my personal experience, I went after the girl and didn't get a few. I mean, a bunch of them. And I felt crap. I felt like crap. I felt like a loser. You know what I'm saying? I didn't feel good about myself after not getting the girl that I wanted. Or being ghosted or being dissed or being told I wasn't, not even told I wasn't good enough, but just not told that I wasn't, you know, they weren't ready for any kind of relationship with me. So those things stick out when it comes to the theory of me and how I feel about myself and what makes me happy, you know? And I think a lot of us have to be honest about what makes us happy. And just bring it and just say it, like, because we, we, we cookie cut the thing by, by whatever they tell us to do. So they say, you're supposed to say that this makes you happy because that way you don't look like a fool. You don't look crazy when you say, well, this is the thing that actually is supposed to make me happy. But realizing deep down inside, knowing that being admired, being told that you're great, being told that you're awesome, those things feel good as well. And if you're not said, if you're not told that enough, especially in a relationship, you're not gonna feel that good about yourself or the relationship. So, what I want us to to learn how to do is to be more aware of our narcissism and be able to be able to say, you know what, it's fine, it's okay. You know, it's okay because I, when you see somebody who looks out for themselves, who you think they're being narcissistic, 
you could say, well, I'm not, I don't think that I'm clinically narcissistic, but I do have traits. So, you know, just break yourself down a little bit at a time so that you can like really, really understand yourself. And um, that's pretty much all I have on that. So uh, if I made any sense, but, you know, hopefully I did. Hopefully I helped somebody and I really help myself by just bringing it out when I talk like this. So thank you for listening. Um, I'm going to promote my business. Um, I do have a business. It's a small business. I'm trying to build it up. You know, it's Homemaker Companion. Anybody or family member, they're looking for somebody to, you know, take them to the doctor's office or go shopping for them or clean their house. Um, you know, if you have a parent that can't really get themselves up or dressed in the morning and need somebody help with that. Or if you want a break from taking care of your parents or your family members or your loved ones, uh, give me a call. Or you can inbox me. You can go on my Facebook and inbox me. Or you can call me, 860-518-3494. And go over your plan, and hopefully um, we can help each other out. So that's that. That's all I have for you. See you later. Bye.